friends, and welcome back to the second Needlessly Nostalgic. I'm your host, Tyler Nichols, and my co-host, Lance Valchek. Lance, how are you doing this fine evening? Oh, not too bad, buddy. It's a, a bit rainy out, but I think for December, that ain't too bad. What about you? How are you out in your neck of the woods? Nice and cold, I assume? Oh, it's always cold in Michigan, but thankfully it's uh, not, uh, not any white snow on the ground, so I can handle that. I will, uh, yeah. I will always take no snow on the ground. Well, do you know that I, I have, um, you know, not, not to get sappy, but I, I have a wish every Christmas and it's for there to be a snowless, just, I'm talking dry as a bone Christmas. That's all I, sometimes, you know, I, I wonder and I look up to a star. I'm like, Hey, I know times are tough for a lot of people, but as long as this Christmas can be snowless, I'll be happy. Well, I will tell you that, and spoilers for anyone listening, yes, we do record this ahead of time, and it is December, but uh, this is actually supposed to be, and people listening will know, it's supposed to be the, like, greenest Christmas in, I don't know, like, 70 years or something. (laughs) It's like over half the country has a less than, or less than, like, 25% chance of seeing snow, so there's not. It's a Christmas. Christmas miracle, my friend. That is a Christmas <laughs> miracle. Because I know a lot of people want snow on Christmas. Yes. And I want my wish to, uh, to supersede theirs and them not to get that. My wish is for them not to have their wish. Dude, I, uh, <laughs> my, my mom and stepdad were up here and they're, they're down in Florida. And the, it was like two weeks ago. And they had just come up and it snowed. And I was like, yes, this is the beginning of it. It's like uh, I kept seeing like people's decorations and the snow. And I'm like, yes, this how they blend. It's just perfect. And then nothing, nothing since. So I am one of those people Good. that's upset. Good. Well, hopefully I win this time. Yeah. Hopefully my wish uh, outdoes yours. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and those listening will know if uh, Lance got his wish, but I hope that he did not, even though I'm pretty sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> but so one thing for those that are unaware, we uh, on this show, because it's only the second episode, we like to talk about different movie franchises, whether it's horror or not, isn't completely decided upon, but we know we'll be sticking with horror for quite a long time in the foreseeable future because we have a lot to go through because currently we're working through the Friday the 13th franchise. And today we're talking about Friday the 13th part two. But before we do, one thing I wanted to bring up was the fact that we are both watching this on the Scream Factory Blu-ray set. Mm. Because I think that is, I think it's important to note just because I don't know about you. I actually, I think you might own this, but I had a problem with the weird tin set that was released originally. It was. Oh, a tin set. I had the, that weird, uh, terrible DVD set where like, uh, they put like two movies on one, on one disc. That's amazing. I love that set. That set's awesome. I'm not talking about that set. Mm. I mean the first Blu-ray release that was only available for like a year maybe. And it's an awful tin case and it's the main reason I didn't get it. And then when it went out of print, I went good. I'll never own those movies on (laughs) Blu-ray. And then shout factory (laughs) announced their set. And I was like (laughs) pre-ordered. It's one of the best uh, box sets I've, I've ever, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, the transfers are nice. The extras are great. It's, it, it's, I love that every movie is separate. I love that it has the original uh, cover, which the DVD uh, boxes did not. 
Everything about this set's great. I, I, I could die a happy man. I, I'm, I'm good. I got it. I'm curious. So do you keep the, like, how do you, cause they, as for those that are unaware, Scream Factory does these, their cases where you can reverse the slips and you can get like, there's new art on the front and then you can reverse them for original art. What, what have you done with your, with your Scream Factory? Is it a case by case basis? I mean, for the most part, it looks like they're all uh, at least somewhat. I mean, not, I guess number five is not, but for the most part, I just left them um, to the, the way they are. Because most of these are what I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at uh, New Blood is the cover I've grown up with. Part six is the cover I grew up with. Um, five is not. Let's see what it looks like on the inside. Just uh, Yeah, five actually doesn't do justice. because the Yeah, it's not the original cover. Which I hate anyway, but still, I'd like to have it just because it's... It's what I grew up with, but um, I I tend to almost always flip it to the original, even if the artwork's cool, because most of the time, if I love a movie, I, I am tied to the box art, mm-hmm. but uh, more case by case. A good example is uh, the Shout Factory put out a great edition, though it's not the one that we've been looking for because it doesn't exist, for Event Horizon, but mm. the new artwork is terrible. Oh, really? So I, I reversed it. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, sometimes that happens. I remember the Dead Silence artwork, which technically it's funny I'm dissing it because it's on my wall right now. But I definitely don't like it as much as the original, just like the doll face. I think the doll face just mm. looks looks cool. But they do that kind of thing a lot. I uh I like I think the only one that I switched over was my Jason X. And that was mostly because of the spine on it. I didn't I I wanted the spine to be the red spine and not the like classic Jason X font. So I remember switching that one out. Oh my God, you weirdo. It's the same exact cover. Just you're right. It's the, uh, the font is, yeah, is, um, that like from the poster well, But oh. as someone. So how I store my Blu-rays on my shelves, I actually, so for a set like that, I have it out where then you can see all of the movies. So, because of that, that was actually oh. a big reason why I did it. Cause I'm like, aesthetically, it looks more pleasing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually do that with all my box sets that have like the single movies. I never, I almost don't like the idea of the cover. Cause it's like, I want to, to blend in. I want to be able to see each individual movie if I can, if I can. Yeah, I actually, I didn't for a long time, but I have a Coen Brothers set that I got rid of. I didn't get rid of, it's in storage, but the, this little box that they came in, cause it was just Coen Brothers. But then I'm like, these are the individual movies for, it was like Blood Simple, Fargo, uh, Miller's Crossing and Barton Fink, I think maybe. And so I'm like, I would rather just have these out and where they're supposed to be on the shelf versus just C for Coen Brothers. No, of course, because that, that's that's like a, an odd box set because it's not a series that's a direct. So, yeah, I, I, I would do the yeah. same thing. It's like, I, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, and sorry for this uh, tangent, but I wanted to I wanted to bring up the Screen Factory Blu-ray set. And Lance and I sometimes can get on a roll with stuff, but we got to get going with this because I have a lot to say because I absolutely love Friday the 13th Part 2. So let's get into this bad boy. So right, let's rock it up. Friday the 13th part two, it uh, premiered in 1981, directed by Steve Miner, and it was written by Ron Kurz. And I think it's, it shows Ron Kurz, Victor Miller, and Sean S. Cunningham with star starring Amy Steele. Why is Betsy Palmer listed first? 
Maybe because the uh, the the tie-in in the beginning. Yeah, it must uh, it's just alphabetical order. It must be or like appearance order. So yeah, Adrian King is technically at it in the beginning. Stuart Charno. Yeah. So I am so excited to talk about this one because I love this movie so much, and I remember you seemed cagey on it. So what's your relationship like with this film? So most of my life, I I didn't care for it, but. In all fairness, as I've mentioned, I think in other recordings, maybe not ours, but I should sum up this. Uh, all of these movies, so one through nine existed my entire life. So I, when I grew up, uh, Friday 13th, all the way to Jason Goes to Hell, were always at the video store. And so I kind of perused these out of order. I, I, a lot of these series I watched out of order just because I would always rent whatever looked cooler. And the reason I bring this up is that Jason's always been my favorite and I've always rooted for him. I've never thought of him as a bad guy or I never was like hoping he'd get his. I was actually always rooting for Jason. And the probably the first three were some of the last ones I saw. And my a lot of my issues kind of stem from I'm used to this hulking badass Jason. And then I watched this and he has a fucking <laughs> bag on his head. Yeah. Um, it, it, but as of uh, it, my relationship now is I actually think it's a really good movie with the caveat that I, this is one of my least favorite Jason still, but uh, as I'm getting older, I realize that the characters are actually a lot stronger than I've ever given credit for. And, uh, there's a bit of charm. So it's, I, I'm glad to see it's getting, I, I think a, a new life and I'm probably, a part of that where I, I talked some, some smack in the day and I like it a lot more. It's not, I don't love as much as people are giving the credit for now, but I understand why people do. Cause after this last rewatch, I was like, you know what? It's, it's fun, man. The characters are fun. It's horny. It's, it's dumb, but like there is a bit of a uh, bit of charm. So I, I, um, I, I like it more than I ever have, but I, I think you put this as like your top two. It, it's, it's not there for me, but I like it more than I ever have. So I, I, I could give you that, that I've come around a lot. In my I'll life. tell you right now, my notes look like a crazy person because of just how many notes I wrote during this. And so many of them are just like, I don't know, like what a girl would write in her diary about <laughs> someone they have a crush on. Because <laughs> it's just like just so absurd with how much I am loving on this movie. But it's it's very important to me. And we'll get into all the reasons why, because I think it's I don't know, just going through the story, I'll be able to bring up all of my examples. But as for those that uh, maybe missed the first episode and decided to start with part two for some reason, um, we like to go through the movie like kind of chronological order that way if you've never seen the films before you can get a little bit of a taste of it so then it's still enjoyable the listening does talk about it even if you don't have a clue as to what the film's about because i like uh i like that style and it seems to work out pretty well but so we're going to start off right at the beginning of the film and this starts the trend of showing the end of the previous film at the beginning of this one and I will say at least it makes sense to show as it's clearly Alice dreaming, but like just, just padding that runtime. It's it's not even uh 90 minutes total, but I, I remember reading back in the day a lot of it, which is fair because, which is funny because these 
came out only a year apart, but they did it because, you know, people didn't have these movies at home, didn't rent them. So they had to be reminded like, hey, a year ago, this is what happened. Though the first thing I noticed is how aggressive the flashback is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a summary of like, uh, you know, it's not like in, in a minute we get through it. It's like the first <laughs> 12 minutes is uh, basically we we're, we're, we get the actual full ending of the first beat movie. for beat there. It's not even like they're cutting it up any like it is. It is so beat for beat from the moment that it's weird. Essentially, Pamela gets her head chopped off and then the whole the they replay the in the canoe even. It's like, what? What? We don't need all of this. (laughs) A dream in a dream. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, it, it gets it gets to be a little ridiculous. But again, like I said, I like that it's clearly showing Alice dreaming. But yeah, and you know what? It, it's it's a, it's an old thing, and let's appreciate it for uh, you know being a, a time yeah. capsule uh, choice in movies. But and I I'll say right now, um, there is there's absolutely some issues with some stuff in this film, but I think most of it is contained at the very beginning. It's like right after this ends, we get Alice, who is not my favorite character in this franchise, and the camera just like follows her and she gets ready gets in gets Wasn't the shower this all, um improvised all improvised 100 improvised which you can tell yeah i feel like once you know that that's all i could see is just her trying to buy time <laughs> just like fixing stuff straightening stuff just kind of walking around and saying, well, where are you going where, where are you going else well, you have to know too because it probably wasn't the first take so it's probably a thing where it's like she figured out the phone, but she didn't figure out she was going to be talking to her mom. And then she's like, oh, light bulb moment. It's like, oh, we got to start from start from uh, whatever. Start from uh, first marks. <laughs> like, I it does yeah. not. It's it's very silly, but. I there's an aspect that I like because of how the camera floats around. It almost makes you think like, oh, is this killer POV? So that that aspect I enjoy. And then there's a lot of teases in terms of, oh, is something going to be around the corner? Oh, what's going to happen? Is this going to happen? So there it's a little more than like Alice in the first movie, just making stuff in the kitchen where nothing then happens. Oh, yeah, the, the fake out. No, I, I, I would I could see, you know, at the time this being attention filled scene i mean we can laugh at it now but you're right because we know there's a killer we know i mean i really guess at this point you don't really know if it's jason or what jason is because it hasn't really been established but you know something's going to happen and and we are following her and it's mundane so it's like okay it's good something's gonna pop something's gonna pop and it does and it's a cool little scene with that head in the fridge and the uh what is it an ice pick to her temple oh is it an ice pick? i thought it was a screwdriver oh i i don't know it could be i i'm yeah I'm, i'm don't hold me to any like true details uh, like that. But it's funny because you and me are like the only two people that, that don't really like Alice. I never really cared for her in the first one. So I was like, oh, good. <laughs> We're tired if anything, sons. it's almost annoying for the fact that and I think that this is this is the whole reason that she has like the reputation that she does in the Friday the 13th community is because there's not many characters that cross over into the next movie. I mean, crazy Ralph. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy, yeah, we'll technically, get, we'll get to but yeah. like it's a different actor each time. So it, it almost uh, resets it because of that, because otherwise. And all three of Tommy's movies are, are, are like aesthetically different and the vibe is different where 
if we could agree one and two, I have a very similar style and vibe. Yes. Um, though this one I think is tighter and, and, and I think we talked about uh, uh, Miner's a better director than um, Cunningham. I mean, as evidenced by House, the man. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Uh, give me a second. I, I have it pulled up because I always forget. So he did part two, part three, House. You're f- Let's not forget Soul oh, Man. House. Let's not forget Soul Man. I know we feel like to not, not talk about that, but like so many yeah. bad. He did some episodes of the Wonder Years and he did Warlock. And he did and your forget, favorite Halloween. Yeah. No, no, what? It's, okay. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I was like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Well, before we get to that shit, he also did Forever Young, which I, I, I've always liked, early Mel Gibson. And he did a really cool um, uh, Lake Placid. I, I've always thought that was a fun alligator movie. Yes, he did H2O, which makes complete sense because that was the Dawson's Creek of the Halloween yeah. series. And it's dog shit. So, and it's a terrible directing job. So, actually, maybe he's not good. Maybe he lost it. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. No comment on that. I'll just say Steve Miner is fantastic, as evidenced by his work here, specifically here. Of course, yes. Here and Soul Man. Yes. Go- <laughs> yes, I'm sure. No, I mean all jokes aside, House is fantastic, and so is Warlock. So I, sure I got to every. Too. I'm sure C. Thomas Howell is really hoping that people don't revisit Soul Man. <laughs> I could laugh and have fun from the 80s and not be offended. <laughs> okay, so then uh, next thing up in this movie is the introdu- introduction of the campers. And I'm going to say it a lot. I love these campers. I love the playfulness of Ted as, the, as he's like getting the truck towed. Because they're just, they're talking on the phone. and they're t- Which the logistics of this don't make sense. Because then it's like, wait, they're talking to Ted. So Ted gave them the number of someplace nearby in town that he could then... Yeah, because the phones don't work, yeah, right? Yeah, so that then he could spot, like, the logistics of it don't make a lot of sense, but I love that Ted's a prankster. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree, and I do like that uh, this is one of the few ones that kind of feels, even without kids, this does have a, a camp esque vibe more than I think a lot of them. You know, they, they're talking about, like, setting things up and getting, like, the, the sort of, like, um operations of getting the camp running set up. And I, I kind of like that. Yeah. You know? We get like more of a look at like a, the hierarchy of the camp because it's obviously what's his name is at the top. Paul is at the top and then Jenny right below. But then Ted, he even referred, he's like a senior counselor. So that, and like, what's her name? The two get, get in trouble later and on later on in the film. So it's like, I feel like a, a lot of the times in these movies, you're like, wait, who's in charge of what here? I feel like everyone has the same amount of power. No, you're right. Because uh, when Jenny comes, he, he like gets super angry for like no good reason. Uh, it's, it's actually I really like it. Cause her truck makes some noise. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> he pulls her aside. It's like, oh, hey, good to see you. I'm glad you made it. You know, <laughs> no, I love to. They do just a better job in terms of I mean, I guess we got into it right away in terms of Jenny being introduced because that's that already her being late already establisher already establishes her as being so much more interesting than Alice. Just, just the fact that she's late means she's not a goody two shoes girl. Okay. And that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, Jenny, I, yeah. Jenny is fantastic. She is my favorite final girl in all of Friday the 13th. Yeah. I but that's a lot. A lot of people say that lately. I don't, I don't love her as much as everybody else personally, but it's not anything against her. It's just, I don't know. 
Uh, she, nah, her, yeah. her, vibe, her vibe is my vibe, but I, I understand what you're saying. She, she's a little bit rebellious and there's a, you know, there's yeah. a, a little charm in that. The fact that she like is basically late and then he calls her on it, even though I think he's completely out of line with the, like how he t- talks to her and, and pulls her aside. I'm like, dude, dude, just do it later. But then she's but, like, you know, eh, the phone, the phone. Yeah. How he's going to call you. <laughs> But how he does it, though, it almost kind of seems like that's part of their relationship and the game that they play, because it, it's there. There seems to be that little bit of like giving each other shit. They like to give each other shit. And I just have always taken it as that. OK, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess that's something to, to ponder because they're, they're obviously have a prior relationship because he mentioned yeah. something like, you know, it's like um, he expects more out of her. Um, but either, I mean, yeah. either way, like he does freak out when her car comes in. <laughs> that's, yeah. all, that's all I'm saying. But I, yeah. I, and I like that guy is like the camp counselor too. I, I think, um, or is the, the head camp counselor. I, I like, what's his name? Yeah. You're so better names. Paul. Yeah. Paul ain't bad. I like Paul. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like so many of these, these people. They, uh, the introduction of all of them is really, is, is fun with, I mean, the one, uh, Terry, we oh, Terry, of get course. just, a close up of her ass, which, by uh, the way, Terry, she is someone that I've remember from my childhood. Well, yeah, we, we all do, dude. And I think I genuinely think that she's one of the hottest of the franchise, and I think that this cast is amongst the hottest as well. Between Ginny, Terry, Sandra, and Vicky, it's just like nothing but like just gorgeous women. Which is, I mean, that's one of the things that I like about the. Any kind of horror movie is getting to see the eye candy. Yeah, and this is a, a hornier than I remember it being. Yes, actually, um, which I kind of appreciate it because, as we've mentioned before, it's intrinsically tied into what the Friday the Thirteenth series is, and I think it's wavered a little, like off a little more than it should have. But I, you know, as much as this new generation hates sex, uh, it is important, and it's important to this franchise that people fuck and get killed. It, it's Pretty much one of the three things that happened. So to see them leaning into it, I liked it. Also, real quick, it's talking about uh, being a camping and and aesthetically being you know more into that. I love that the Jason Vory story comes at a campfire tale. I actually, it's one of my favorite things about the movie. The campfire is incredible. I wish it's a, it's an element that I wish that they would bring back, and they bring it back in the video game, and it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it literally, I mean, Jason Voorhees is a campfire tale. It, 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 he kills camp counselors. I mean, it, it, it's something that, that really everyone should have because especially in the later sequels, I'm so surprised it's, it's not a framing device because the legend would be something you would absolutely talk about, especially if what you're doing is what happens to get people killed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of it where, I mean, they kind of bring elements of it back and Jason lives, but it's not yeah, an actual, six. it's, I don't think it's an actual campfire that they're at least not at, at night. They might be around a campfire in the day, but, no, but that's the only one that has actual uh, kids in it, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Oh, and I want to bring up too. I dug up and I mean, you don't have to question why I was watching the movie. I'm like, Oh, Terry's super hot. wonder what she's up to. So I, dug into her a little bit and she, I found out she never does any horror conventions like ever never has. And not only that, she has not been heard from publicly since 1993. 
That is 30 years. Yeah, 61 years old. I, she took the money and, well, how much did she, did she make? Well, she was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh, look at, did you look at her, her filmography, though? Well, but let me tell you, I, I did look at her filmography because she was like a model, but she had a part in Jaws 2, but it was cut when they reshot something and she like wasn't available for the reshoots. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. So then I'm just like, oh, this, this, she has stories though. It's like, I wish she would do the convention circuit, but. Well, especially yeah. if she's a cute one and we all remember her. Like, yeah, she absolutely makes some good money, but, but that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at filmography. I bet, because she did a bunch of horny movies, Gas Pump Girls, Teen Lust, Please Don't Eat the Babies, which maybe not, but like the, the cover is like a guy crossing a girl. Yeah. <laughs> is the seduction of Miss Leona? Uh, so clearly, like, she did some. Some probably like, you know, some sort of R-rated, uh, you know, sex comedies or, or you know, just kind of sex uh, thrillers. Uh, took the money and uh, retired early. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, I, that's what I hope. I hope she just uh, married rich. Some some old man was like, I love Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, good for her, man. Good for her. I, I, I wish I could have done it, you know. Oh, Absolutely. All right, so I think uh, <laughs> the next important thing to talk about is the first death of the camp. Poor crazy Ralph. Yeah. It, I think that it's the biggest mistake that they make in terms of this film because crazy Ralph should have been... He, sh- he should have been invincible. That's, that's the long and short of it. Why does Ralph... Know, like, why was Ralph warning of all these things... And so he clearly has seen shit. So he wasn't worth killing then. But like in the second one, that's when you're going to kill. It's like, come on. No, he should have been in as many until he died in real life. No. Yeah. I, so I knew he died. But for some reason, I, I, it's been a while since I saw two. So I wasn't sure if it was part two or three he died in. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was terrible mistake. But I, I could see back then, though. The thought process being, if we kill him off, you know, early on in the second movie, nobody's safe because because he's coming. So basically, nobody that comes back from the first lives and that everybody's up for grabs, which is is cool. I, I dig that. And I, I, I dig the barbed wire choking thing. But absolutely, he's such an awesome character. It is one of those things where they stuck to their guns when the shit had absolutely been somewhere. They sat back and said, you know what, is as much as that's what we want to do. Let's, let's look at the dailies and be like, now this guy's charming. You know, I always think about, um, uh, breaking bad, like Jesse Pinkman is supposed to die. And then the strike happened. And then they sat back. It's like, you know what? He's kind of charming. Uh, Benjamin Linus is supposed to be a side character and lost. And they'd be like, this guy's good. Let's, let's change it. Crazy Ralph should have been that thing where they're like, you know what? He should be in every movie. And it's like, absolutely. Absolutely. And which is why in part eight, they bring back a version of crazy Ralph and, Regardless what people think about that movie, I love the idea of somebody be like, you're all going to die here. You know, we need more of that. Part so six, right? No, it was uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, I got in the boat because he hears uh, the girls scream from the uh, the air tube. Oh, and he starts like mopping the deck. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but nah. I'm saying that like at least they were wise enough to bring back that character. Uh, but Ralph himself, and they, I, I don't have the actor's name in front of me like I should. No, I do. It's Walt Gorney. Weird. God damn it. I Walt almost Mr. said Gorney. Shit. <laughs> I could have had some points there. But either way, Mr. Gorney should have absolutely been in at least the first four. You know? Yeah. And they even, they, I mean, they literally have a part that's 
perfect for him in the third one. They have a fucking hermit guy, so that would have been crazy Ralph. I mean, come on, guys. Yes. Fucking stupid. But yeah, I don't understand that decision making, but I don't know. I it's 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 literally the only reason I even say that is because I would like him in the other movies. Obviously, they didn't know they were going to do a bunch of movies, so I could have made the same mistake. Yes, but, but I'm looking but, through and but the fact that they didn't see it, though, no. they didn't see it. It's like, you know what? This guy is he's going all in like we should probably have him around. I don't know. I I, I get it. But I, I do think Mr. Minor uh, should have saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's an aspect, too, of like scared. I think this is his first thing that he's directing. He was just a crew member on the first one. So like. He probably doesn't have. He's probably worried he's gonna be kicked off if he uh, doesn't. Yeah. So I changed too many things. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get things going more status quo, but I don't. I don't have as big of issues with uh, the like the directing in this. I think Minor does an awesome job. I think that some of that goes away in part three. But we'll get to that when in the next episode. Uh, but in terms of this one, because you were saying like the camp vibes and mm-hmm. like. Right after Crazy Ralph's death, we get these amazing scenes with all the all the counselors in the woods. And it is just I mean, I grew up in the Midwest and I know this is Jersey, but this is like this is what our woods look like. This is what it's just it's very appealing to me. So I, I love I love the whole vibe of the first half of this movie. Because there is, it's mostly set during the, mostly set during the day, and it's just, I don't know, cozy, just very cozy. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. It, it, there's more charm to this than I, I, I remember, and it is because the characters. And it's funny because the characters aren't written amazing. They're not. It's they're all stock, but everybody is is like really charming. Yes, you know, they, uh, they feel like real and, people. Yeah. Yes, for for a Friday Thirteenth movie, you know for sure. But uh, but I, I like a lot. Well, what I think. Well, I just mean it's like the, the I think the horniness goes into it so much because like this age group, I think that literally just making them all super horny for each other, like that alone gives them. There's more motivation than so many other Friday the Thirteenths. All of these other Friday the Thirteenths. There and I, I love them, but there it's a lot of waiting around to die versus mm, this. Yeah. It seems like the whole goal of most of these people is to get laid. So if you think about it, really, what what probably works for this over others is like and looking at obviously some of Steve, you know, well, I guess not necessarily Steve Meyer, but, you know, everything everybody else has been in. I maybe his idea was like, let's kind of make one of these like sex comedies, but replace the comedy with like horror. So it's like, yeah, everybody's trying to get laid. And then in, instead of like jokes, you get, you get murders. Cause you're right. I mean, it is it, it, besides part five. I don't know. This seems to me like it could be, you know, the next horniest one. Yeah, I would agree with that, which I mean, part five was d- literally directed by a porno director. So yeah. That's, part five is what you guys said. I think I think it's the horniest, but this I probably second. Yeah, I mean, I, I part seven might be hornier just because all of those cast members were actually fucking each other. <laughs> but well, sure, sure, sure. But 
And this has, I don't know, this is sexier to me. Like, they're, yes. they're, you know. I, I think it goes back to the fact that uh, they're so hot. Like, these these girls, I mean, and also even because the wheelchair dude is super handsome, too. He looks like Billy Crudup. So it's like even the girls get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, not to jump ahead, but I do love that that scene where uh, the girl's basically just like, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact quote, but she's basically like, hey, are you paralyzed? everywhere and he's like no i am not <laughs> dude how how she reacts i believe it's vicky how vicky acts in that scene like that is how i i both like and want to be seduced <laughs> like that is no it is it, it's char- it's sweet it's charming it's feminine but it, it's play yeah no it is it's it's also good acting so it works i yes. know i was like oh and they're all like, well, there's chemistry there, which is shocking yes. because I know that the guy is gay. Because I remember the, the during the Crystal Lake memories, the girl that played Vicky was like actually was really into him. And then she found out he was gay. So she was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Mark's a good actor. Can you say? Yeah, I mean, but it's still it's something where it's I think, too, because we haven't even mentioned Mark, like. Or maybe I did say wheelchair, but Mark, I can't remember. But Mark's in a wheelchair. That's like the diversity here because there's also a black dude and an Asian girl. This was this is tearing down walls way (laughs) before it was happening. And and Mark being, you know, disabled (laughs) with the best deaths. No. I don't know how that's treated in the community because because I mean, it is super <laughs> hilariously aggressive, but I, I appreciate that they didn't because the part of me is like, well, the way we treat things now is like his death would be off camera because God forbid yeah. he's, he's on the same level. You know, like we, we 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 do this thing where we pamper and we baby. It's like, no, we're all equal. And, and that guy should get a cool death. And he does. And I like that. And, and like you said before, up until his death, he's charming. Like, I like him. He's funny. He He's, he's witty. Like. It builds to a point where I'm not saying I care for the guy, but I was like sad to see him go. But then it gets cool death. And so, yes, Steve Miner is is quite progressive in uh, this early 80s slasher. Well, and let's because skip ahead a little bit. I want to go back to the uh, one thing I love is when Sandra and Jeff go wandering off into the woods because they want their whole goal is they want to find camp blood because they know that the camp is nearby like the because the whole point is that the camp that these people are opening is on crystal lake but it's not the actual camp from the first film so yeah it's I, it's weird i i don't actually i never loved that idea because i'm like <laughs> why not just yeah why are we doing new things but but yeah but it gives you exactly like that's why Jason's not just right there all the time. Yeah. When I, you know? And I like to, I like that they like wander off again with a purpose. They have a purpose. They want to, they're trying to see this camp, which I think makes sense for people that age. It's during the daylight. It doesn't, so it doesn't seem stupid. They're yes. just even how they go about it. They're like trying to be sneaky while everyone's uh, off at the, at the actual lake. I, I just, I like that aspect. Uh, and maybe yeah. it's because of the cop that shows up and busts them because he cracks me up so much. <laughs> like it's it's so silly. He's he's just <sighs> like he because he's not an actor, but I think he still does fine. Like I don't I wouldn't call him a bad actor. No, no. I mean, I, the question is why is there a cop anywhere near that? You know, like <laughs> like maybe security guard, maybe. But even then, it's like who gives a shit? You know, let let, let it be. Yeah, and he, he's like disappointed that they're not reprimanded harder. Yeah, you know? I love that whole thing where it's just like, 
what what do you what do you think this is? Do you think this is like a real legit operation? He's fucking one of his counselors. <laughs> They're all just a bunch of kids. Yeah. I mean, of course, played by like 20 year olds. But yes. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing that I used to have an kind of an issue with. But now I see people from the 80s like photos and I'm like, damn, these people look like they're 30. So I guess it does make yeah. sense. That, well, and also it's just it's everything now. I mean, we 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 well, but we still do it now for the most part, you know. Like Superbad was the first movie I ever saw. Where I'm like, oh, they look like kids. Yeah, well, you know? isn't that? I'm pretty sure that that's what happened with Vicky, not Vicky. Um, Sandra, the Sandra character, because originally she showed her boobs, and then they found out she was underage, so they had to cut it. Oh no, I did not know. That. Yeah, yeah. So then it was like a big thing where they're like, uh shit i think they found out during production i don't think they even had like i think they may have filmed they filmed it but like i they had I, they had figured it out i think it's in the book but yeah it was soon whenever i ever hear about that i'm like if it like there's some world where they don't find that out that movie gets released and then friday part two is like something you can't see yeah, it becomes like uh, Tracy Lords. Like Tracy Lords, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like so. Thank God they fucking they've got smart to it because I would hate to not be able to see this movie because of yeah, something like that. But then, uh, so then the cop he finds he like finds a little hints of Jason, so he um chases him through the woods. And I love the shack. It's our first look at the shack. And I really, when we talk about things that I wish was were things later on, the shack is one of them. The shack makes complete sense, and and I completely agree. Completely agree. It um, even for undead Jason, it's just like Jason has to be somewhere when he's not out, uh, you know, tying loose ends, and being in this rotting corpse of a of a building. In the middle, and like, because the, they make it so it's like deep in the woods, you know, or at least deepish. It's not something yeah. you're gonna see by like just uh, doing a small little hike. And I like the idea of it. I do. I think it it makes it makes sense, and it's a cool visual. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, I like just getting to see that that's how he lives. It's like, oof. That's they, it gives you so many mental pictures, and like it answers so many questions of like what he's been doing for the last however many years. If we don't get that shack, then. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of the lore that just isn't there. Well, it makes sense because, you know, we don't, it doesn't make sense. Actually, the movies don't make sense because we have no idea how Jason became a, a big grown man and <laughs> from, you know, like, the, like that logic doesn't exist, but fine. Yeah. Whatever. Let's just, just say, okay, let's just start here from the lore and pretend that yeah. the first movie is, is all a lie in terms of like how they establish Jason besides a drowning. It, but, you in know. your head, what's, what do you think? The reason is that Pamela did not see her son during all this time and thought that he was still like dead and drowned. Yeah, he wasn't just in the woods being a. It doesn't make any sense. It actually it, it negates the first movie, but because I don't love the first movie, I kind of start off. Um, this is usually what I consider the first Jason movie anyway, because it has Jason. So I think it's just. Bad continuity. I think it's a, uh, this to me is the first ever, um, what's the word, uh, requel, you know, it's like, instead of waiting like a, a five or eight movies to do it, they just do it right at the first where it's like, okay, let's take some elements and then just kind of start over again. Cause I prefer being some guy that, that lives in the woods and shit, you know, no. like to me, I, the only way to, to really do it is that like Jason 
has to be so handicapped mentally that he can't understand anything besides like food and sleep. Right. He can't even recognize his own mom. But also his mom's been hanging out in the woods, <laughs> killing people. So like they're not far. So that also doesn't make sense. It's just completely like, you know, really the only way for this to work is is uh, Camp Crystal Lake has to be nowhere near where the first movie took place. And that doesn't make sense either. So, yeah. As soon as I even think about it further, it's just like it just makes my head hurt. But that's that's what the series is. Yeah, nobody. nobody (laughs) And also, this takes place. What, a year after the first movie? Mm hmm. Okay, but the first movie, Jason drowned at what era? Like, oh, drown the 80s. Dude, if you want to start getting into the timeline, I'm just saying. Well, yes, they're all in the future, right? Because like technically they're each like a year. No, but it it gets is... to the point where they're skipping ahead like four years, five years, even though like the releases are only like a year or two apart. Yeah, the later ones should be like in like uh, 2015 or something. Right? something yeah, stupid. it's some kind of I'm I'm 90 percent sure because there was a podcast that I listened to that did the like they actually talked about the timeline and they were I want to say Jason takes Manhattan take this like takes place in like. 2015 according to that logic like it's insane (laughs) but i mean either way him being some hillbilly you know mental person in the woods eating squirrels and living in this dump is cool and and i think it was was a great way to sort of refocus the series and i love too that he kills the cop with the like other end of the hammer like the non-blunt end of the hammer yeah that yeah. is just so much more violent and mean yeah and the cap uh you know he, he got what he deserved he was just snooping around yeah. man yeah but okay so this is my my favorite element of this film and it's something that i wish they would do more so and that is that half the counselors just leave to go party and are saved from jason's wrath Like Ted, this unnamed (laughs) black dude with rainbow suspenders, this cute blonde girl, the Asian girl and several others. You would think that it's like, oh, they're going to party. Oh, no. You would think that they're the ones who are going to be the victims. And there's several we get to see in this shot where there's you can see the people make the decision of that. They're going to stay at the camp. And the whole reason that they stay for the most part is they want to get laid. It's like. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, Jason don't care about going and drinking. He just cares about the fucking. I mean, I, I will say it, it's a charming thing, though. I think it's super weird that half the <laughs> cast just goes out and that's the rest of the movie. Because, <laughs> you, know, like, like, you know, it keeps cutting back to the bar and they're just kind of hanging out. And then that's it. That's it. Because uh, uh, um, Ginny leaves. But the others stay, right? Am I correct? Isn't like everybody else stay? So it's just like that's that's the right. Jenny and Paul are the ones that leave. And then they had a death for Ted, but he didn't die well is what his theory is. So they cut it. It was like just a weird death. So they got rid of it. So he lives because of them cutting that. It's, yeah, it's it's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. I I, I do think that the, as as strange as this might be, I like the look of the bar because it looks like kind of a giant frat house, dude. Like I guess it probably isn't a bar. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, it's like that clearly is just some sort of like 
mess hall and they're like well it's a waterside casino it burnt oh it's a casino burned down like a year after after they filmed yeah which is unfortunate because that would oh it is that would be a very cool that'd be a very cool place to see after the fact because that is unfortunately it looks like my kind of outside of the First film, the first film still has a ton of spots that you can go visit. The second movie, it's like real sad in terms of the number of spots that just don't exist anymore. But and I like that they leave because that's something kind of rare. Um, and also, most of the others, the rest of the series just kind of takes place in the woods in that like a cabin, which could have easily been constructed for filming and then knocked yeah, down after. Which happened. So yeah, the fact that they left, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, why would you, you know, why leave yeah. it up? Well, and I believe what was it was the barn i believe the barn like burned down from part three but then it got rebuilt specifically because they it was like a tourist spot yeah like that kind of stuff okay so this is essentially when the night really begins is when everyone separates and i i mean i love like scott's attempts at wooing terry are absolutely hysterical because Terry goes to like go skinny dipping, which blew my my teen mind, especially just because this is also the era of Bush. Like any, anytime, anytime (laughs) a girl gets naked in these movies, you can just see so much Bush and it cracks me up every time just because it's such a, I don't know. It's just like, it's the 80s, man. It's it's, it's a charm. It's a charming thing. And so I get a crack. I I just get cracked up at that in particular because like he, him stealing her clothes when she's skinny dipping, like it's like such a juvenile thing of like, yeah, this is going to get you to like me. (laughs) What are you thinking, dude? I mean, what is she thinking going in that dark, scary water alone at night, man? I mean, we, I know why. So we could get a, a great nude shot, but like as an adult, I'm like, dude, I would, I wouldn't go four feet in that water that poor girl and she's she's going all in I, you know, oh, and it's cold too you can tell it's cold like she is shivering like i they never film these friday the 13th in the summer these are pretty much a winter no. they always film in the winter because they always need these uh summer camps and things to be empty so it's it's always absolutely freezing you can tell it's i'm actually kind of surprised that we can't see her breath which maybe maybe you can. I, I just mean, didn't yeah. notice. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. I, I bet. I bet if there's a close-up shot, yeah. maybe. But. But I. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks cold. I'm, I'm watching her like get get back dressed. Yeah, and he's like the the dude's laughing at her, and she's kind of pissed. Yeah. Absolutely freezing, and this. The, I think this is when he gets caught in the little the trap and hung upside down. And like, so I know that that's one criticism about this movie is they say he that Jason uses the blunt end to cut his throat but then when that when Mark is gets the machete to the head later it's the same side so it's like i yeah. think that that machete is just sharp on that side <laughs> i mean even if it's not though that all that says to me is that 
uh, you know, Hillbilly Jason has a lot of strength, and that's probably worse. Uh, if he's sharp, maybe it might be a quick death. Can you imagine the tearing of <laughs> the, the blunt end from a, a, a super strong, uh, you know, Oof. woodsman? No, thank you. No, no, thank you. But they, the, as soon as, because then I think she dies or he dies and then Terry comes out and just like discovers him. And then we never, we don't see her death. We see, we find her body in the shack later, but I don't, I don't like when they do that. It's just, why? It's, it's, it's wasting a money shot. I never, I've never liked that. No, it's like, then don't. And take the character yeah. out of the movie. If you don't get to show me their death, you 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 don't get a character because that's essentially uh, part of my French. It's a yeah, There's no reason for it. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. The reason you do it is at the end of the movie when Ginny is in the shack. You then have Terry like reach out for her because she's not actually dead. Or that's the only way that it works. But otherwise, yeah, like, okay. What's the point of it? There's no fucking point to have her do that. So. I don't know that kind of thing. Budget, budget cut, buddy. That's what I'm. Yeah, thinking. probably. But that's going to be something that I am going to harp on a lot because the MPAA is ends up being a big, big issue in terms of that with just oh, person screams and then we don't actually see anything. So this is kind of the beginning. Yeah. I, it, it, for a series that you may love as much as we do, it is quite tame. I mean, in, in comparison to others, but I, I think that shows the spirit of the series though, is because it, it is able to overcome a lot, I think on, on charm and sort of, um, ingenuity mm-hmm. in some sort of ways. Cause, cause even this movie, I mean, the first movie wasn't very violent at all. You know, I, I don't know how bad the MPA really messed with that, but it, it, at its core, isn't super gory. This isn't super gory. And then they, they get they get more neutered as they go on. I mean, you know, that's seven and eight's famous for basically being uh, dry as can be. Yeah. But those are you- I'm OK with that if because if, it is what it is. It's like whatever, you know, in all fairness, I, my big argument's always been that's just what yeah. I've known. And so I was able to accept it. Like maybe maybe kids nowadays uh, don't. Maybe maybe this isn't a series that that has a, a rewatch factor for a, n- a new generation because of that, I don't know. It's hard yeah. for me to say. Yeah, that is very true. But then the next death, we'll just move on with our deaths is poor Vicky. And I love the scene where she goes to get ready. She's so, she's like almost bouncing. She's so excited. And I, that, that I love, but we get the stalking from behind as she changes and like, as she's fetching stuff out of her car and just that is where Steve Miner is at his best because he's so good at showing a just it's just adds such vulnerability to these moments like her being in her underwear which yes obviously there's the sexual element of it but the vulnerability makes it so much bigger like so much more because she doesn't have any protection and we've already seen what this guy can do but I do just have to say, um, her spraying perfume down her underwear, please, girl, no. That tastes terrible. Do not do that. Anyone listening that, that uh, needs that advice, do not spray perfume down your underwear if you want to have anyone near that. Well, it's funny because I, I, you know, I worked in cosmetics for a long time. And up until that point, she's actually hitting all the pressure points, which is actually super smart. You know, they always say... Spray where there's a pulse, it lasts longer. 
Uh, maybe she was going for the bush. You know, who knows? You know, could be, you know what? A, She's, she had a pretty big one. So, you know what? Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. She didn't put it down too far, so I feel like that's, uh, she's more crop dusting. Who knows, though? I mean, you know, she, she's trying to get laid, and they're supposed to be young, and, and I'm, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt or to learn a lesson. You she's know? not going to learn a lesson. Poor Mark is going to learn the lesson. Mark ain't going to say shit. Mark is going to smile at me, and he's going to be happy with me. <laughs> is that the truth? I mean, if anything, <laughs> since he's in the wheelchair, I assume that his uh, going down game is like 10 out of 10, because obviously... I mean, it ha- you have to be, I mean, you know, and all, they always say like, you know, if you have a, if you have a handicap or if you have a weakness somewhere that, that you, you build other strengths, you know, like uh, yeah. the daredevil. You lose one you sense, know, like, all your other senses uh, are uh, increased. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yes, he may not have use of his legs, but uh, you know, I bet his tongue works fantastic. You know, maybe it's stronger and faster. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. That's for sure. Yeah, And unfortunately, I mean, he is as soon as, cause she's, she's off gone and, so you, that's another thing that I think they do a good job at is again, it's the vulnerability her, her in her underwear. These we've seen the stalking shots and then it's like cut between her and Mark or just Mark on his own. And it's that thought of mm-hmm. like, they're not going to kill the handicapped guy. It's like, they're going to kill the other one. They're going to kill the girl. But then that machete comes out of nowhere and hits him in the face. Oh, it is. It's one of the best kills in the whole franchise. It's so, so good. So well done. And I like that it's, it, it, he comes outside, he's on the porch, it's a thunderstorm, we have like the aggressive mm-hmm. blue lighting, that's supposed to be lightning, it's just, it's very atmospheric, and yeah, it's a quick, just wham, bam, thank you man to the face. And then, though, the best part though is like the, um, I don't even know where, where it would be, that. Is this is the exorcist. It goes down like a hundred <laughs> stairs. Where are, do they show those stairs at any other point in this? Like, I don't remember. They might've established, but I did. I don't know. I hope that they don't. Cause it actually makes us feel better because then there's just a random fucking hill right next to the, uh, the camp, you know, which is like, this camp has to be somewhere super for those stairs to exist. It means you're only getting to that, that cabin via car or stairs. Like, you're not just, like, slowly walking up a hill. Dude. Because they wouldn't have those stairs for it. So, I like the fact that, and it's not, like, mm-hmm. 12. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, then John Wick 4, where it's the battles way up, like, this yeah. entire mountain. It's like Exorcist, it's, that. it's Joker, it's those, yeah, it's John Wick 4, it's that large of a staircase. Like, but all I'm thinking, because I play the Friday the 13th video game, and that map is on there, and now I'm like, where are those stairs? Maybe they didn't. Oh, good they point. had to have added the stair. I'm probably just not thinking. Well, I'm literally once as soon as we're done recording, that's one of the things I'm going to be doing because I am so curious now. It's like, wait, yeah, where are those stairs? What the fuck? That doesn't make any sense because even how it would have to be from off the porch. And because then he immediately goes tumbling like immediately. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, exactly. And, and that doesn't make sense because. It just it it. I mean, I guess it could theoretically exist, but what? But no, because it means that the entire thing is ba- yeah. is on a steep hill, you know, and they don't have steps. But but again, I don't want them to. I want it to be the fact that they just thought it was cool to throw them downstairs and didn't realize how awesomely cartoonish it would look, but, and hence why it's one of the best it's kills. So, like, have you pushed a wheelchair before? The how they're able to get that one, the dummy stays in, like. 
and it doesn't it doesn't flip around. It's like perfectly goes down. I want to know how many times they filmed that because I was yeah, I was going to say it probably yeah, like cuz that's how 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 can you even how can you manage to do that? Like it makes no sense to me. Do you need That's funny. I feel 757. like I um I'll wait okay. to the, the doorbell rings. Um, I mean, I, but I, I, um, I feel like in one of the things on the Crystal Lake memories or, or one of the behind the scenes, they, I feel like I have a memory of them mentioning that or like, like being proud of the fact that exactly like it, it, it basically doesn't flip or turn. It, it just goes down. Uh, like yeah. It's like the perfect shot. Like they actually got the perfect shot. For some reason that, that rings a bell. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the same. Um, I- it, it, it definitely it it's same thing where it's like I feel like they did it and they were shocked that they got it in very few shots so <laughs> but yeah I should have my, my plan I was going to watch all the Crystal Lake memories before we would record like for that episode but then I was like ah oh, I don't want to just the whole time be like well this behind the scenes fact oh well this behind the scenes fact yeah I, I, I love behind the scenes facts as much as the next guy but you know I when you're sitting around talking with a friend about a movie, those kind of come up naturally. If they come up, usually it's more, you know, it's, it's very subjective, opinionated, like defenses, arguments and, and pickings. So yeah, I mean, bring it up, but I, I really, you know, I rather talk about how, how cute the girls are, the, the hilarious yeah. staircase, you know, the fact that um, the girl's going at a, at a freezing pod by herself in the middle of the night. And then Jason's, you know, cutting throats <laughs> with the back of the knife. Like that's, that's that's a uh, I could not agree more because I mean this literally is just like quick succession of kills it's one scene it's like as soon as one scene ends it's like okay next scene watch this person die next scene watch this person die and it just does that until Ginny and Paul show up and it's great because then the next scene is uh Sandra and her boyfriend Jeff and it's the double impaling which they steal from Part one. Or wait, I just think it's like I thought it was like a, a reverse kill of the. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess it could always it could be considered, but it's specifically um, I think it's Mario Bava Twitch of the Death Nerve is an ex- it's almost the exact shot composition and like. What the fuck is from that? like 1971. It is it Italian. Italian. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it is because it's uh it's one criticism that has often been levied against that kill because they just say it's a rip off. But I don't think so. You can still pay homage to something. They just did it really well. So they copied it for <laughs> Friday part two. A lot of movies yeah. we loved. Well, who cares? Also, you know, who cares? I mean. That's not the same shot composition that it would have been had they not had to cut the death up because that is one of the deaths that was cut up a ton. I think they isn't that one of the things that they actually have footage of on that Scream Factory is. But I, I don't know, because but I remember it was a big deal because the unrated version or like the it was part two and then um, goes to hell was like the big bragging rights of this box set it's like they were able to get yeah. that footage yeah, so, i remember watching it right. it's much more violent so it's just i mean i wish that they had shown more i remember vicky's death which happens right after this it's also just it's just more violent so it would have been nice to gotten like to have gotten that 
Because one thing that I do really like in Vicky's death is we get uh, Jason's like bruised nail, which is a small detail that I love, even though I think it's a woman's hand. Is it a callback to something or just like uh, it just it makes him more human? I just what, like what it because it makes him. I mean, if if he's a man in the woods, he better like have some messed up like, yeah, a bunch of bruises yeah. and crap all over his hands. It just makes it more. Not well yeah. manicured nails. I, that's one thing that bugs the shit out of me is like well manicured nails and teeth and like the teeth that look good when it's like, wait a minute, come on. You couldn't throw some theater makeup on. They they did it. They did it in Troll 2. Come on. That's a problem we have a lot now, I realize. Um, it's it's funny. I, as a guy, I just never really, I didn't notice teeth as much. And then maybe it's not a guy. Maybe it's just me personally as a guy. Just teeth aren't something I, I paid attention to. But being in the beauty industry as long as I did, um, a lot of the girls like would get veneers. And then I, I, I would like, now I can notice it. And now it's like every motherfucker has perfect teeth in every situation. It's it's almost, I don't know. I, I never thought, not bad teeth. I, I don't, I'm not pro bad teeth, but. I, I f- it's funny how much real teeth add a little bit of personality and how everybody has perfectly white centered and exactly even teeth. Now it's, it's just, a, it's something what now do you notice? It's like brows, buddy. Once you look at brows, you can't unnotice it and, and you're in hell. All I notice is people's like suspiciously perfect teeth. At oh all times. dude, trust me. I mean, that's the kind of thing I mean, cause like microblading such a thing nowadays in terms of, uh, eyebrows and as someone that has like, eyebrows that pretty much like on video look like they stop halfway over because half my eyebrows are so thin. So it's like, I understand why people do that kind of shit, but I no thank you. Like why, why, why ever like why trick people? (laughs) Why trick people that much? It's like, I don't, it's the same thing. Like, uh, and this is, this is a little bit of a rant, but when people, it'll be like celebrities where they're like makeup free <laughs> and they don't mention like, yeah, but what about your Botox and your fucking microbladed eyebrows and like the, the face oh, mask buddy. that you wore just before you took that picture? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm very suspicious of makeup free because I know what CC cream looks like and I know there's just. Like it, there, there's so many tricks. There is, there's moisturizers that, that, um, that are going clear, but sort of like adjust and even out skin yeah. tone. I mean, there's all sorts of shit, dude. There's all, there's all sorts of tricks where like makeup freeze in quotes. Um, and, and again, I, you know, I, I can notice, I notice a lot. I, I can, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of my skill set of having to manage makeup, but it's all a lie. Everything's a lie. And, uh, I don't know why we keep going on. Well, I- I guess we can talk in terms of makeup. Um, I think that the makeup, all the makeup work on this in terms of the special effects is well, like really well done. Better than the first. Really? I, so. Better than Tom Savini? I mean, I just, he, he, okay, he actually this. did a bunch of it. Too, and then left. Well, I just feel like at least... After rewatching the first one last time, I, I to make it look more mm-hmm. obvious. Maybe, in all fairness, all sh- I, you know, we all have 4K TVs, you know, we're watching things through 4K players. Like it could just be the the curse of 
it's not meant to be yeah. seen that clear. That could be it. But I first, I remember some of the slit throats looking. I could see like the the, the putty more where you know. And this when you see um, crazy Ralph fall out, it looked you know. It's just it's you know. I I think this looks a little better personally, but. Now you have me doubting myself a little no, bit. No, you I actually feel convinced like me. No, yeah, last episode. literally you just convinced me. Cause I'll, yeah, I thinking back, I was like, yep. I mean, Kevin Bacon's, uh, neck prosthetic. Um, it's just, yeah. what's the, the girl that gets killed in the woods with the slit throat. Throat. That's, that's what, that's the one I was thinking of where like, you could see the putty a little, I mean, again, for the, the time and place and budget and yeah. times of being was being a kid. Sure. But this to me, and maybe this is just a lit better. Maybe we're blaming on, on Cunningham. Agreed. Lights, you know, trashing Cunningham. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you hate it more than I do. I mean, do we, what, I, I, I want to go back to this, but what did he direct besides the first movie? Here Wasn't come the, the bears. <laughs> no, he was did that other really stuff. Was? Deep, deep space nine that you like. Buddy. Deep Star you know, that's, Six. That's like Deep Star Six. Star Trek, Sorry, right? isn't that it? Something stupid. Sorry, I, yes. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I like will. Okay, it's because I just watched the Red Letter Media Star Trek trivia episode, so I have Deep Deep Space Nine on the mind. <laughs> yeah, good, for, good for you. Well, because my dad's a big Star Trek guy, so it's not my thing per se, but I grew up around it. So I was like, I was like, oh, dude. I, I, I remember watching Deep uh, Star Six because, you know, we had like one TV downstairs and he would always be on mm-hmm. it. So I just said, like, watch what he watched. So I have like a an odd nostalgia for sitting around watching like Next Generation Deep and, Space and Nine. Deep, uh, yeah. Uh, Deep Space I, Nine. Yeah, I will say I'm not into Star Trek at all, but I, there's a coziness to it. Like I could easily just throw on any Star Trek and be able to be able to sleep just fine. Wait, it's like shot like a, a, a yeah, overlit play. Yeah, <laughs> I, which I I do enjoy. Okay, back to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Uh, this is when Ginny and I guess wait did Paul did Paul not come back with her or was it? Because this is I just have this is when we get back and forth between Ginny and Jason. No, Paul comes back with her because they they run up to the rain. Um, you know, they go to the cabin and then they, yeah, they, yeah they which I like, I love the whole back and forth between Ginny and Jason. Like it's again, I think I, because of the fact that these are this in the first film are filmed in New Jersey and just have similar story beats. And so I compare them a lot when I think of Ginny and Jason compared to Alice and Pamela at the end, it's not even the same. Not even close. The how it's shot, uh, the pacing of it, just I think everything is better between Ginny and Jason. Lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's a good choice. I mean Jason looks like an idiot. I also don't like that she pisses her pants. I know that's a, a really weird thing to say, unless she like it's because all the beer. I'd never like never that piss part. your pants. But um, no, I mean. Come on. It's, out of fear. Hey, no. we we no. don't know that. We don't no, know. Fact, fact, maybe she. Maybe. No, she's maybe under the bed. She's absolutely fucking scared. Yeah, and she saw like drunk. the rats. Yeah, no, she pissed off. <laughs> that's, that's when she blacked out. I mean, I as I said, she came from the bar. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I I never liked I never liked that. I also just hate how Jason looks. I hate baghead Jason. That's my pro. That's probably a lot of 
of this is, you know, because it's a POV kills from the whole thing. And then you, you the bag is almost like a, a twist reveal, yeah. if you think about it. Because um, you don't see the bag until the very end. And it just, I like it the looks bag. I, the yeah. bag and the remake is better because it's more like designed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But Tight. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mind it. But I, I'll agree with you of the, the her peeing. It kind of feels like they just had to come up with a way to give away her location. And it's. Yeah. Alert Jason. Which yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't think it was. I don't think it works as well. Especially when. I mean, the only reason that that Ginny then doesn't get skewered is because the chair that Jason's on breaks. So I don't know. I think that is one element that they could have done a little better, but I don't know. It's hard for me to care that much about it because I think it just how everything runs so smoothly and it's like the pacing, the beat for beat just works well. When something works well, I can forgive that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's dumb, but you know, it's also, it's no dumber than a lot of things in this exact movie and all the other movies. So it's one of those, you know, you can't really pick on something and then be okay. Yeah. Almost. It has to be an even playing field. So yes, it's dumb, but it serves a purpose and whatever. I mean, it's like I said, it's a cool chase scene. I'll give them that run through the woods and Mm -hmm. you know, the, the blocking makes more sense. It's a little stylized, at least compared to the awkward fight between, um, (laughs) Uh, Alice and Vo- uh, Pamela Voice at the end of the first one, where it just seems like he had a tripod and was just like, okay, just, just yeah, and didn't mess give around, them but enough don't direction in terms of what to do. Because then there's like, I think that fear too of that 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 uh, Betsy is going to hit her legit because that was a problem that they had was her actually hitting. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, she says yeah, she pulls so her punches and looks yeah, terrible. Which, yeah, I don't like that. But again, this this whole back and forth between them, I really like. And then like the sw- the sweater trick, I think is genius. Like so fucking good. They really only do this thing again in like what the part four in the remake. Four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 established as lore that that jason can be tricked but this is the only time we see uh, the sweater come into play which i wit i don't mind it here because is there establishing that he's like some hillbilly backwoods like he doesn't know anything you know he's he's like primal so you know i I just no i just wish the the sweater was used again it's a it's a for because like it's so iconic (laughs) that blue sweater they even it's one of the ways to kill to distract jason in the video game put on that sweater and you can chop off his head like sure but i'm saying that's that's the the lore but i mean it can't it shouldn't come back in other movies i mean i i I just i'm I'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna say i have to politely disagree because if there's a fucking sweater floating around in multiple movies and like it, that's what like, it makes sense here. Oh, but I'm not talking a com- fucking Kane Hodder Jason. If Kane Hodder Jason, no, okay. but that's exactly where I think it would be awesome. You bring it in, you bring it in and oh, then no. Kane Hodder kills them, like kills the person. Cause then you. Sh- sh- oh, okay. It's like a, it's like a twist. Like you think yes. it's going to work. Okay. Yes. That's awesome. I thought you were saying that that would sort of trick like, Kane Hodder Jason. Like, nah, motherfucker. That guy is first in, first out. All the other movies where it's like, where's the sweater? Oh, where's, when's the sweater going to get involved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the reoccurring theme in this entire oh, franchise. Oh Somebody always puts on a sweater and it like Jesus stuns Christ. them. Like it's yeah, a video I'm game. real glad we clarified that. I did not, I do not want people thinking that that is what I meant. <laughs> 
I thought that's exactly what you meant. No, I was like, I you want that liked, to be used no, together again? I would have liked um, it being so. E- even do it in part five, where then like it's Roy, so that guy doesn't give a shit. Where then it's like he just hits it. Where then you're like, wait a minute, why does why does it not work on Jason this time? <laughs> like, it would have been a witty thing to like have yeah. him actually do, but it's too late now. You know, it's like you and me know about the sweater, but there's you know no my little brother. Even if he's not really little anymore, because we're old. He doesn't have the same feeling of us. I'll disagree just because of the video game. I think there's a whole generation, like younger generation, that know Friday the 13th through that game. All right, how about this? If you're listening to this and there's a way to comment on this, email us at needlessly nostalgic at gmail.com if you want to. Yeah, if you if you're a younger if you're of a younger generation, probably I would say uh what Z or Alpha, I want to know if the sweater has any sort of you know meaning of is of Alpha Jason the to youngest you or, generation? I think so. It might there might be a younger one, but it's it's definitely the one oh, past fuck. um I didn't Gen know Z. that. As you saying that is me for learning for the first time what that generation's name is. So this is exciting. It happened on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, is it exciting? Because really, you're just one more moment closer to death. All that is 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 just shutting the door to, to life, man. It's like, oh, and then and then like ten years there'll be another one, and We're then it's just like, why, 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 why go on? Forty two years old. It it is ten. It yeah, is I don't ten like years that older than I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Okay, which is a perfect way to finish up this uh, Friday the 13th. We got to talk about the very all this all the stuff going on at the end because we're very, very close to to wrapping this film up. Yeah, the fight scene and and, and she goes to the cabin. I I like all that stuff. It's fun. It's cool. Hey, yeah, cabin shack. It's a shack. You don't give you don't give you don't give you don't give, I, ca- you don't okay, give cabin fair, status I, to Jason's shack. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. I mean, I I think I think at least in terms if of I, like if efforts, I rent a cabin you know, in the woods like, and, and I come it, out and I see that thing, I am pissed and asking <laughs> Airbnb for my money back. That's for damn sure. Okay, fair fair enough. I've been using cabin so much that I I, I mistook. <laughs> The shack, which I mean, is in, in all fairness, now at, the, at night, it seems a lot bigger. Oh yeah. Um, but, but I, I like the look is 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 awesome, and I like it. I like I said, I'm very pro shack, man. Very yeah, pro shack. I think that's. I, I love how it's lit. It's like just that candle lit. I I don't know. I I like that a lot. Yeah, cinematic. And then it has this whole little weird. I don't even. This ending is very strange. So they have the. The, the jump kill, the but jump, like or what the, is it? The dog coming in, and then the break through the window. Isn't the break through the window supposed to be an, another dream, like it was in the first with the, the little? Yes, Jason? but there's just elements of it that I'd never realized until this time, and I think it's just because um I'm much more of an editor these days. And so, did you notice that it is? Like we we see like we don't we hadn't seen Jason this whole movie and we get a close up of him. But not only do we get a close up, it is slow motion and we see him like fall out of frame in slow motion. And it is. And it shouldn't like we shouldn't see that much. There's so much where it's like 
Is the only reason that this is still going on is because the music cue? Like, did they not sync this up well enough? Because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to like, or it's like, ah, why, why is this still happening like this? It's a weird. It's a very weird moment. I, I mean, now that you mention it, yes, I guess it's one of those things that. It, I've just, it's just a part of what I've just, you know, it's one of those things that I, I never question it. No, no, you're right. Now me being more analytical, like you saying it, I'm, I'm looking at it right now as it's happening. You're hundred percent right. Uh, I guess I, I'm oddly okay with bad mistakes in these movies. Cause I'm like, ah, nobody know what they're doing. And everybody's just kind of, just kind of winging it. But no, you're right. You're right. It, it's an awkward, um, it's an awkward cut. And now that you said it, I will never unsee it. So thank well, it's you. Just, for that. I mean, you, we, we see it's this, I don't know. I think it's mostly like just the acting of it. Cause we see him grab Jenny and it is dear God, like 20 seconds. This shot is that is then, then goes to fades to white. Like it takes forever. And I just, even what then proceeds, like I just don't understand. <laughs> it's very strange. I think it was just to them. They're like, Oh, it's the big reveal. It's showing the shark. Let's, let's nah. show him. And I, I actually think his makeup looks pretty good. His teeth are disgusting yeah. and yellow. Um, yep. Makeup's great. Um, you know, especially coming, you know, I know we're going to talk about it eventually, but like thinking of how the face looks in, in eight, like that's a good face, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good face. Yeah. And so Paul clearly died and I will not listen to any fan theory that says otherwise. I think that is stupid that some people think Paul is alive. Like Paul's dead. Yeah. I mean, he's not at the end, so it's, it's not like he went home. Yeah. And then like they say in the next movie, when they say the number of victims, they like the, the body count only makes sense if Paul's dead. So it's like, quit this fan theory that says Paul's alive. Stop that. Ted oh, is alive. They didn't, they didn't. Sh yeah. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, they didn't show it. That's probably why. That's why the theory exists, but, um, it's but, the, and the, where's Paul? Jenny says it at the end. Where's Paul? Where's Paul? But it, yeah, exactly. Like he wouldn't, it just would be lazy of Jason to leave him alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. But then it is funny that they decided to not use the eye opening bit at the when like shows Pamela's head when it's like doing the oh, at the very end you because they they very clearly there's someone there like that is someone in makeup. So then when it goes into the shot, they clearly have to like do a still frame so then it doesn't move. <laughs> I would have loved that because then it would have introduced like the more of a supernatural element earlier in the series, but. Fair enough. Like, I mean, you know, I get it eventually. Think about where the series would have then gone because it could have. Uh, I mean, maybe we wouldn't have gotten the stuff that we would have because it would have been zombie Pamela Voorhees. I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm pro. You know, we disagree about this. I know sometimes that, I, you know, I actually love adding super natural elements as, as soon as you can. I think it's just a, it's my thing. Yeah. It's fine. I, I, I got it eventually. You know, I, I would argue Part four is probably the first. I know people are like, oh, here's just human. It's like, eh, eh, maybe not a zombie, but that, that fucker took a machete to the, the face and was hung and was technically pronounced dead and then yeah. was put in the ambulance. So it's like, let's not call him human. Let's just say that, like, he's yeah. in between. Yeah, he's a zombie from part four on. Like, any that doesn't make a, any other sense otherwise. Uh, people argue, I'm just six. I'm like, well, he's an actual zombie in six, but he's, he's definitely undead in part four. 
Yeah, hundred percent undead. Well, so we've uh we've gone through Friday the thirteenth part two. What would you rate this one out of four stars? Or four mm-hmm. machetes. What did uh <laughs> what did I what did, I what did I rate number one? What did so you rate number one? I made sure I am keeping track of this. Oh good, good, good. Yes, because I'm a smart man. Uh we both rated this rated the first film two stars. So I would say honestly, after this last rewatch I feel confident saying I, I think I would give this out of four stars or machetes if we're going to do that way. I would say it's a, a solid three. I like it. it. I like it. What, what about you? Are you going to be are you like a four guy? So, yes, uh, I'm very obvious with this and because I said at the beginning, this is one of my favorites. So this is a four star one for me. I I I believe I texted you right after watching this or we might have talked on the phone or i was like i love watching this so much (laughs) so i was i've been so excited to talk about this because this viewing pretty much confirmed that this is one of my favorites in the entire franchise and i just going through and analyzing it just made me like it even more because then I was able to see why I like it so much and I think so much of it has to do with how much I enjoy Ginny as a lead because I think a good final girl does just everything for a Friday the 13th yeah I, I don't disagree I mean I don't love her as much as you but I, I, I did like her more and, and she does have personality Ask, answer me this though I don't want to know what's above this per se, because I think that's, that's leave that for the episode, wherever it happens. You want to know how many are above it? I basically want to know where, what number is this in your ranking? How about that? Oof. That is Or is that tough? Okay, yeah, well, maybe we'll have to get back to it. Maybe it's, I I thought you, it just felt like you knew already. That's what I'm asking. I mean... I am currently trying to buy a little time so that I can just pull up my letterboxed franchise ranking so that I don't have to uh, say something and then forget. But yeah, from looking at here right now, I have it listed third, but I can tell you right now this ranking is not correct because uh, um, (laughs) Friday the 13th is listed at number five. So I don't know what's going on with this list. I'm going to look at mine and see where I, I put two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, low, low, low. It's, it's my third worst. No shit. Yeah. To be fair, though, I love this series so much to the point that. No, there's really only. No, I, 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 I'm. There's one yes. I don't like. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying because it's one of those even the worst. Though outside of Jason Cell, there's not really a, a truly bad one because this is very meat potato series. So like what it gives yeah. you works. I don't yeah. I, I honestly looking at my ranking, I, I, I think that's still correct. I think. I, I OK, well, we'll get to I, I think this is another part for another show, but OK. As of right oh, now, yeah. it's, we'll it's, do a full on. We're going to do a full ranking video at the end of all of it's this. It's third to last and that might still stand, but I do like it more so. That should say something. And if I'm giving a three-star review to my third last, I think that's that shows you how much I love the series. I mean, just to go off from that, my third from last is Jason X, 
And anyone that knows me knows how much I fucking love that movie. So I think that then speaks to how much I love this series. You know what makes me happy is that I also love Jason X and I've been a proud defender since I saw it in theaters. Oh, trust me, it's been, there's been many comments of like, oh, this is the guy that likes Jason X because oh, I've defended it me. several yeah. times. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Okay, but, well, I can't wait till we get to that one. Yeah, same. I am. Thank you so much for this, Lance, because I am so glad I was really worried going into this that you would be like. I didn't like it when I was younger and I still don't get it. <laughs> so brought me a lot of joy that you ah, liked this one as well. I came around. Uh, I like it more than I have. And again, besides the baghead, which I think is still stupid. Uh, yeah. Characters are, are surprisingly better than I remember. Kills are fine. It's decent. It's a hornier than I remember. That's always great. Yeah. Um, and it is oddly progressive in terms of like making sure we are killing all sorts of people in all sorts of ways and we, and nobody's above somebody else. And I was like, there we go. That's how it should be. Yep. But still made sure that the black guy and Asian girl lived. That's progress. (laughs) Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, I think that's, that does it for another needlessly nostalgic. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure that you like subscribe. I'll leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on and make sure you spread the word. Tell anyone that likes the Friday the 13th series that we're doing this and hopefully that you're enjoying it because we enjoy doing this and we cannot wait to continue going through this franchise because it is a blast. And I just to tease the next episode this is a the next one is one that i uh i loved as a kid and i don't love so much anymore so we should have some fun with it on my friend well i I can't wait to talk part 3d with you and then uh yeah man until then i'll uh i'll talk to you soon dude